across the world, real estate agents are underachieving. They're missing out on millions of dollars in commissions. My name is Pat Hyben, and in the past 27 years, I've sold over 6,000 homes, selling over a billion dollars in real estate volume. My plan is to interview agents from across the world and help all agents create their destiny. Happy Friday, Rockstar Nation. Woo! Man, I am back from Disney World. Flew in Wednesday night, dropped my niece Savannah off, and she had the time of her life. I committed to her, since her father is no longer in her life, that I would take her somewhere every year, wherever she wanted to go. Last two years, she's wanted to go to Disney, so... Uh, this time we went to Nickelodeon, and then uh, a year before we went to Animal Kingdom. And, you know, I think this is typical kids nowadays. They're more, well, maybe this is just my experience, but uh, more into the overall atmosphere or the experience. Like, it was more about staying at Nickelodeon and getting slimed and, and being around the Nickelodeon characters and the themes than it was about going to the the parks. And the same thing with Animal Kingdom. It was like more about the being able to look out the window and see a giraffe when you wake up every morning and and being in a, a, a safari type atmosphere than it was about going to the animal park and it was neat and then on the way back the driver told us that you know Nickelodeon is being closed down and they're going to make it a holiday inn in about 30 days so we may have been one of the last few people to ever get slimed because they don't have the TV show anymore. So so that was interesting to see. So anyways, now I'm back. i catching up on my interviews. Man, I did six today. Ah, my back hurts. Yeah, I did six. I like to stand and, and walk around a little bit, you know, because I think I sound better when I'm doing that. So I did six today, and it was a good day. I have some incredible agents, some incredible guests to to bring to you in the coming weeks let's uh, jump on a couple of reviews here I got uh, some Amazon updates amazon.com thank you for everybody who is buying six steps to seven figures both in the audio and or the paperback and or the Kindle version this here's a verified purchase it's from Kinyaku Val Sabori and I apologize for screwing that up if I did but five stars great great book for real estate agents I recommend this book as a supplement to your library I read it on the Kindle version and I like the YouTube links on the book nice you know we started putting all our podcasts on YouTube and it seems that people are watching it so if if you ever want to I don't know if you ever can't use your cell phone and subscribe. Most people subscribe, but if you ever can't subscribe and you just want to go on your laptop or whatever and watch it, it's not me talking. I didn't want to just be talking in computer, but it's a it's an audio of each episode. So do that. And, of course, all my personal videos are on there, too, from years gone by of team building and everything like that. I got uh, one here, Mary Ann Dempsey, great book with solid ideas, five stars worth purchasing from Ray. Great source of helpful advice and tips. Tracy Spiegel, completely worthwhile read. Highly recommend five stars. Outstanding from Super Surfer. 
Every real estate agent should read this book. Pat's philosophy is proven. You would think after 27 years that it would be proven in some capacity. If you've been doing this 27 years and you can't get it right, man. Real deal. Real deal. Having been a top producing realtor starting in 1986, I can say with confidence that Pat is the real deal. Getting this book and be ready to step up your game. Yeah, that's awesome because I started in 1987, so you got me beat. GG730 loved this book. Great ideas for any real estate agent and, and very inspiring. I definitely recommend this book for individual agents and team who want to move to the left. Next level. Thank you, GG. That's awesome. That's enough. So I've been getting, you know, more comments on iTunes as well. Those are always fun to read. Thank you for those. Please five-star me if you're a fan of the show. If you're a member of the Rockstar Nation, five-star me on both iTunes and on Amazon if you've read my book or listened to my book, Six Steps to Seven Figures. It helps us because uh, guests that come on do judge us by that. And uh, we're able to get better guests if we can show that we're legit and have a lot of five-star reviews. So next week, let me jump in uh, what we got going on. A good buddy of mine from the Jersey Shore who has been around the block and, and had has been very, very candid. You know, Paul Chiolo. Paul was a Mac-a-dack-dack daddy agent. Just killing it. Huge team. Recession hit. Divorce hit. Everything hit at once. He basically took it down to like practically nothing and has has dug his way out of the rubble and he's back at it, knocking things dead in Ocean City, New Jersey. And so, you know, I've known a lot of agents over the years and I have known a lot of agents that <laughs> were massive in 2004, massive five, six, seven, those years. And I can't find them anymore, right? I can't find them anywhere. And a lot of them are still in the biz. They're just not doing any biz. They, they just got smacked so hard upside the head that their head was ringing so bad they couldn't get out. They couldn't get out of bed or they couldn't get, you know, they couldn't get back to where they once were. And not Paul Keolo, man. He got smacked and he stumbled and he stood and now he's strong and he's doing some great things. He's being personally coached by Michael J. Mayer, another good friend of mine. And he, he shares with us for free. So you get Michael's coaching advice indirectly through Paul for free on how he's basically telling Paul what how not to lose all this referral business that he left on the table from the 2000s when he did so many deals anyways i won't spoil it so that's monday wednesday i got bob mctagg on the phone he's killing it in syracuse new york and then friday tom rubens we talk about hyper focusing on what what is accountability we go deep on accountability and tom's website the accountability factor and all things real estate related with regards to accountability and that sort of thing so that was really a cool call as well so we've got some great calls lined up for next week and today i got len giancola and len has a very interesting concept of what he's doing with rental properties that other people aren't doing i find it absolutely fascinating and uh, since I moved to this second home in Folly Beach, South Carolina, it's a beach community. So, 
So I have houses around me that are like the houses that Len buys. And I, I can clearly tell they're being rented out by Airbnb. And that's something that I don't, I didn't touch on uh, that I recall in our interview. But there's a politician in my town that's actually trying to stamp out uh, these Airbnb services uh, because he thinks it brings down the, the neighborhood and brings in transients that uh, anything less than seven days is a transit. I don't know how he defines it as what the hell the difference between six days and seven days is. But so he doesn't like that. It would ruin Len's business or his business model, I should say. And, you know, he'd probably figure out another way to do it. But it's interesting that he's doing this. And, and, and I think it's going to actually grow because, like, I'm planning a trip now with my daughter, Kaylee, to uh, go to Colorado, and I think we're going to stay in Airbnbs. I think it's just going to add a very interesting dynamic to the whole trip, you know, just kind of add a whole different feel, and we'll meet people, and we'll, it's exciting, a level of excitement, I guess. And I don't know, I'll let you know how it goes, and when and if it goes, but therein would lie hotels losing out on our business, and people like Len gaining from our business. So without further ado, let's jump on Len's call. I think you're going to enjoy it. It was very enjoyable for me, and I will see you on Monday. Hello, Rockstar Nation. Welcome to Pat Hyben Interviews Real Estate Rockstars. I have Len Giancola on the phone from the sunny sands of Florida. And Len is an incredible guy. He's a GoBundance brother of mine. And well, he's going to tell you all about him. Basically, he's an all-around real estate guy that, that knows a lot about buying homes, flipping homes, renting homes, everything real estate. He knows his real estate business in the Florida area and beyond. So I had to get him on the show and talk about our favorite subject, real estate. So without further ado, Len, welcome to Pat Hyben Interviews, Real Estate Rockstars. Hey, Pat. Good morning. Happy to be here. So why don't you tell our audience a little bit about yourself, Len, so they can get to know you better? Sure, absolutely. I was, um, I was born in New York, Staten Island, New York, I am 46 years old and went to college in St. Joseph's University in Philadelphia and St. John's in New York is where I graduated from. And then my first job and career path was on Wall Street. Uh, my father got me my foot in the door with my first job and I kind of took the ball and ran with it from there. I ran a trading desk for about 12 years. We had a $16 billion trading book. I was actually lucky enough to... Uh, Work my butt off and become the youngest managing director in the Americas for ABN AMRO at the time, which was a Dutch uh, brokerage firm. I bounced around a few times and then got to the point where I said, you know what, we've done well, said to my wife, and uh, let's go enjoy some family time and reinvent ourselves down in Florida and just enjoy life. And, you know, I can go through the details of how that transition happened, but just to give you a summary, we moved down to Florida in 2005 and started a custom home building company called CBV Homes, which is still going strong today. Um, we build anywhere between, you know, 5 and 15 high-end homes a year, mostly on oceanfront communities, uh, gated communities down here in northeast Florida. Also started a property management company for concentrating on short-term vacation rentals. Once again, high-end upscale properties. We have about 60 of those in our portfolio right now. And we also have a referral company with uh, another Go, Go Abundance brother, Pete Cook, that we're partners with, 
called Linkmasters. So we, we, we match clients and vendors or development deals and investors or something as small as somebody that needs their house painted with a, the with a proper referred painter. So that's what we're concentrating on now. And we're also launching our Success Beach platform, which is a podcast and also an educational tool for entrepreneurs of all ages that are trying to get into their own business. So that's it in a nutshell, Pat. Wow. I love it. You got so much going on, but I wouldn't have it any other way. So let's talk a little bit about the story first. So, you know, part of the impetus of you moving to Florida was the psychological aspects after 9-11, right? Yeah, unfortunately, I was right in the middle of that and, you know, lost a lot of friends and don't want to get too gloomy here in your podcast. But it was just a, uh, for such a terrible thing, it was also a great thing for our family because it put us in another direction. And my wife and I just planned after that to plan our exit from the Wall Street and financial industry. Um, you know, I was making seven figures a year, doing really well, and people thought I was crazy, but I just said, you know what, I want to enjoy my wife and we have two daughters that were very young at the time, and uh, we just wanted to come enjoy our family down here. And I've just always been the kind that goes against the grain, I guess, and maybe does what isn't easy. So I, like, I wanted to come down here and just prove to myself that I can go make seven figures again, doing something completely different, and just created all the companies I just uh, mentioned earlier. And it's just been a, a fun ride. And it was one of the best things I ever did, if not the best. Yeah, I can't imagine. That, I mean, you lived there for a couple of years. After that, you probably had to hit the memories every day. And it probably helped that it just, you know, it was just so dark in your mind there that you said, hey, let's let's go to the sunshine, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's funny, not not to even get cornier, but right after that, right after 9-11, we went to a Bon Jovi concert, my wife and I. And there's a song he has called It's My Life, right? So we're sitting there at a Bon Jovi concert, and we had been talking about, should we go to Florida, or should we stay? What should we do? You know, we weren't sure. And uh, one, of, one of the lyrics from the song, It's My Life, is, it's my, it's my life, it's now or never. I ain't going to live forever. I just want to live while I'm alive. And, I, you know, it sounds kind of corny, maybe taking a lyric from a rock song, but it, we just looked at each other when he was singing those lyrics. My wife and I just met eyes, and we knew we're going. And like, we're just going to go and do something different and just have fun and enjoy our kids. And I, I, that was really what cemented it, believe it or not, as silly as that sounds. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and I love it. I'm getting chills right now from that, <laughs> that story. That's an awesome story. So why did you pick the area of Florida that you're in? And why did you pick Florida? And why did you pick real estate? Yeah, absolutely. I'll tell you exactly how we got to this spot. Um, we were at a golf outing. And you know, when you you go to a par three, and if you're at a corporate outing, and if you get a hole-in-one, you win a car or something like that, right? So they have someone at the hole manning the hole, a representative to make sure if somebody wins legitimately. So the guy that was manning the hole, I was with my father at the golf outing, and the guy had Palm Coast Resort on his shirt, and we're up in New Jersey now. And my dad says, Palm Coast, what's that? And the, and the gentleman goes, it's an undiscovered gem in Florida. Nobody knows about it. Nobody probably ever heard of it, and we never heard of it. So my sister that year was going to Florida State University, and my dad was dropping her off and said, you know what, I'm going to go shoot over to Palm Coast and, uh, and take a look at some property. And it's a beautiful area right on the ocean, northeast Florida, and he bought a piece of land right on the ocean, still lives in the house on the ocean today. And, of course, right after he bought it, I wanted to come see it, so we did a family trip down here. And I happened to buy a little vacation home for myself. And a couple of years later, we moved into it full time. And uh, the rest is history. 
that's amazing, you know. I and I think that happens more than not. I, you know, I've I've been spending time here in South Carolina, and I have a trainer, and we talk about everything. And a couple mornings ago, we were talking about how he got here, and he actually came from New York State, and he said that a similar story. His brother, his father. Uh, of course, his mother, his, you know, his uncle, all these people from New York have come down to this little area where he lives in South Carolina over the last 10 years. And uh, I'm wondering if that's going to happen to us. We've been here for about eight months and, and the, we've had tons of visitors and we're going to have more visitors. And I'm wondering how many are going to be like, hey, I like it here. I think I'll live there, too. Well, it's funny you say that because now my dad, as I said, lives down here. My mom lives down here full time. My wife's parents live here full-time. My wife's sister moved down here. They live eight miles from us. So everyone came down after we came down. So exactly what you just said happened to us. So why would you pick real estate, okay? You're in stocks, you're in bonds, whatever. You're in financials. And you say, hmm, real estate. Yep. Well, basically, we just saw the opportunity when I came down here. And I said, look at these communities. They're just they're, they're not even built out yet. And they're right on the ocean. And, you know, God's not making any more oceanfront land. It's whatever's there is there. You can't just create it, right? So we looked at it as an investment, and I said, you know what? Let me take my business acumen and my sales salesmanship capabilities and see if I can, you know, differentiate myself down here from the local. You know, all the builders down here were just local southern boys, and, and they all do a great product and do a good job, but I think the way I ran business was refreshing to a lot of people down here, especially since most of the buyers are transplants from the Northeast or Midwest or bigger cities. So I resonated with them and I ran the business differently. I, I talk fast, I walk fast and, and I, you know, kind of, kind of crack the whip when I, when I do it, I don't accept complacency. And I'm also just a lot of fun. I like to have fun with my clients. I wine and dine them. I entertain them like I did back on wall street. And, a lot of people don't do that down here. Everyone down here is very complacent. So I carved out a niche and it became successful. And I just translated that to the other businesses that I've started as well. So your first business was what? When I came down to Florida? Yeah. It was CBV Homes, which is a custom building company. So before we started, we actually built with a local contractor. We built three homes with different designs to see if people liked our style. So we did it on spec. And we saw we had the highest price sale in the community still to date was the first one we did. And everyone loved it. We got awards in the Parade of Homes. So right after those were a big hit, we said, you know what, let's just go custom and actually get our own licenses and, you know, do, have our own company to do custom home building. And we've been doing that since probably 2008 or nine, And it's been fantastic. So what would you say the one thing is that uh, makes your custom home so unique and, and likable and award winning? I think that we just have a refreshing style. So if you went and looked, you know, on our website, which is cbvhomes.com or on our Facebook page, you'll see we do everything bright and cheery. So a lot of people were doing the, the darker Mediterranean style down here uh, about 10 or 15 years ago. And, you know, just like dark woods and dark browns, just shades of brown. And we came down in the community we started in Cinnamon Beach is more patterned on Key West. So we started doing pastel colors and that coastal living look. And it just makes everyone happy when they walk in because it makes mm. you feel like you're always on vacation. Yeah. So it puts everyone in a good mood. So we kind of made that our motif. Even though we do every style, we made that our like main, main brand, if you will. Yeah, I like it. I like it. So now you do a combination of buying houses, right? Knocking them down, building your custom homes and selling them, flipping them, and also 
renting them short term, right? Yes. Well, basically, I'd say around, let's see, 2011, 12, something like that, we started doing, you know, flips where we, we would we would identify a piece of land or maybe an owner that was, we know a lot of the owners in the communities we build. And sometimes you have to, you know, take advantage of when they're in a financial situation where they need to get out. So we'll come in and offer them cash just so they can get out of their situation. They just have something going on in their life that they need to keep moving. So we'll take, you know, we'll buy the vacant land, build a house on it, and then we would flip it and make a nice profit. So we did that several times in 2000, I don't know, 11, 12, something like that. And then in the last few years, the vacation rental market has really boomed down here. And, you know, VRBO and HomeAway, if you're familiar with those companies, are just gigantic now. So a few years ago, we switched from doing flips, you know, flipping new homes for a profit to actually keeping them in our portfolio and renting them out. So I just finished a home. I think we just got the CEO on January 4th for our Sunset Key Home is what we call it in Cinnamon Beach. It's about 3,400 square feet, five bedroom suites, and we put it right in our vacation rental program, which we started a few years ago to take advantage of this boom. And in six, how many days is that now? 60 days since we closed on it. I've booked over eighty thousand dollars in rental revenue for the year. Okay, so, so let's, I mean, that that that's amazing. But but let's talk about the numbers so we can see how yeah. amazing it really is. So so what did it like? So did you buy a lot and knock a house down for that? Yeah. So basically, there was a lot that was for sale that a builder had bought another builder, and they were going to put a spec on it to sell. And then they must have ran into some financial difficulties. So I lowballed a lot. And I got the lot for $125,000, which is literally 50 steps from the ocean. It's, you know, a couple of houses off the ocean right on a, in Cinnamon Beach. And I got it for $125,000. I built it with a pool, furnished it, 3,400 square feet, like I said, five bedrooms, six baths, an arcade for all in for less than $500,000. Okay. So you got six and a quarter or you got, you got 500 total? No, less than five total with everything. Land, okay. house, pool, Boom. everything. And then, and, and then what's the rent? Yep, and it'll make six figures. You know, the first year it'll, it'll make, it'll probably just crack 100000 and then next year it'll go well past that once I have it branded and uh, marketed, you know, for a full year. What's well past it? 150 Okay, so really yep. a 30% cash on cash if you look at it that way. I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, there's some, you know, you have to pay taxes and some cleaning fees and stuff like that, but that's gross revenue, yep, but it'll net, it'll net you know, six figures. It'll net 100000 for sure. And is it fully rented through the internet, Airbnb and that sort of thing? We, we, yeah, we have 13 or 15 partner sites, you know, like VRBO, Flipkey, you know, TripAdvisor, uh, Airbnb. Um, there's plenty of sites. Plus our own site, Cinnamon, CinnamonBeachVacations.com, drives a lot of traffic as well. So your model um, has gone from, you know, the traditional model, which is, hey, I need to kind of market this thing and manage this thing myself to let's just go out to all these affiliate websites and rent it 13 different ones and rent it that way. Now, what do you have to pay them when you do that? What do you got to pay Airbnb and home away? Yeah, well, to be honest, I'm not a fan of Airbnb. I think the increase in clientele I've gotten from there, I haven't been happy with, but VRBO and HomeAway have been very good for us. And basically you just pay for a listing. So you can put your property on VRBO for as little as three or $400 for a standard listing, and I think up to $1,200 for a platinum listing, which is more of a featured spot. 
So we always do the platinums for all of our properties. It's worth it because if you book one rental, it pays for it. So we do that. That's all. You just pay them one annual fee. You don't have to pay per booking with them. And then when they come to our website alone, because we're on the search engines as well, when they search this area, it comes right up to our company, and then we don't pay any fees because it just gets booked directly through our own portal. Hmm. And so what's wrong with Airbnb? I don't think there's anything wrong with it. It just hasn't it hasn't translated to the high end vacation rentals. I think it's a, it's oh. people looking for for one night in somebody's house yeah. or, or one bedroom in someone's house or yeah, I could see that. I, I yeah, I could definitely understand that now. It's 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 a different style. I understand. Yeah. And so this thing rents for like this one that you just did. What do you think that'll rent for on a weekly basis? Yeah, well, it, it basically, just so you know, there's peak times, right? So, the, you know, the Easter spring break weeks, 4th of July, the summer, those are peak times where we'll, we're get, we will get between five and 7,000 per week. And then the downer, you know, the lesser times or the low peak times will be flexible. So people will call and just say, hey, I see that you're, you know, you have an opening April 21st to 25th for four days. Can you, you know, what can you do for me? And then I'll, I'll negotiate with them. So we speak to every client. We don't, you know, we don't just take any and everyone from the internet and just let them come stay in your house. We actually have a concierge department that goes and meets each client. We create a relationship so they want to come back because repeat business is the best business, right? So we try to create that family atmosphere in our little niche of uh, properties that we have. Yeah, those are great numbers. Like, so if somebody, I mean, if someone wanted to do that today, right? I mean, because if you can get half, if you can get a hundred grand cash net on a vacation rental for five hundred thousand dollars, I mean, a lot of people. Well, remember though, I, I built that at my cost, right? So, yeah. the, so the you know, a retail person might pay a little more for the whole ball of wax, but yeah, yeah. but it's still the same principle. Yeah, yeah. So, what advice do you have for people that think, mm, okay, I'm in a resort market or I'm in a market where I can rent this thing out, even if it's Austin, Texas, or Boston, Massachusetts, or whatever, any place that has. Uh, people that rent hotel rooms, right? What advice do you have for them on on how you do it right and maybe how you did it wrong and what you learned? Right. Well, I, th- I think the advice is that you're not just getting the rental revenue, which is fantastic, right? Passive income is, is wonderful. But you're also, you can use the property. So there's an intangible value to that. And then you have the appreciation of the property. So it is kind of a triple play. You know, you can wait on the appreciation if you get a good deal. I mean, if you're going to pay top dollar and, you know, go somewhere and pay the top of the market, obviously that's not going to work out. But if you can get a good deal, whether you build new or you purchase a resale that's in a market where you can short-term rent and make money, you can, like I said, use it, rent, you know, make money from it, income, and have the appreciation factor. And that's what I always try to target before I invest in a property. Wow. And now you've created a property management company that is that's hyper focused on these 13 portals rather than, you know, old style management and uh, showing how well that works for you. And, and so tell me about that. Tell me about that concept. Yeah, well, basically, like I said, cinnamonbeachvacations.com is our company. If you want to go, if your listeners would like to just take a look and take and see, we have a mix of condos and single family homes. And that's our main site. So, that, so we drive a lot of traffic to that, but we also get clients from those partner sites I mentioned earlier, such as the VRBOs, FlipKey, TripAdvisor, all of those type of sites. There's, there's about, like I said, 15 of them, and they all drive traffic to us as well. So that will actually drive email inquiries and or phone call inquiries to our sales team. And then once again, we just start from there, negotiate, create a relationship, and build a portfolio of repeat guests. And it's, it's a whole other level of work, 
of labor affiliating with all these sites, but obviously there's a huge benefit to it. And this is something you got to deal with. You got to deal with the cards you're dealt. That's how people are doing vacation rentals now. Absolutely. It's really, I mean, it's, it's crazy how, how much it's boomed in the last few years. You know, I, you know, a few years ago, I didn't think much of it. And we, we started, we actually started the company and never put $1 into the company. We never invested a dollar in the company from day one. It made money. We, all we did basically was we had a couple of properties that we started with about four years ago and they started generating income immediately. We take a 25% management fee to manage these properties. You know, we got our website up and running. We created the backend system once we had income coming in and we built up to about 60 properties now. And, you know, we don't want to go much higher. We like to keep it, keep it small. We don't want to have a thousand properties. Then you start, you lose that personal touch a little bit. Now, 25%, is that industry standard down that way? I mean, because people listening and like myself included, you know, are used to paying five to 10% for, a, now that's for a yearly rental. Yeah, l- long term you know. is the same down here. So they'll take the first month rent and 10% each month on a long term, which is a year or more um, or six months or more. But for the short terms, 25% is pretty close to norm. You'll see anywhere from 20 to 35% down here. Wow. Okay. And and so what do you all do for that 25% of them put it in? Or is it just because it's so repetitive that you charge that? Um, well, basically, yeah, you have, you have turns every week, right? So we have to have cleaning crews. We have to have property managers, you know, maintenance staff, uh, salespeople that handle all the inquiries. So the owner basically just gives us their property, signs in a rental agreement with us for that 25%, and they don't have to worry about it. We take care of everything for them. You know, some owners are hands-on and want to come see the property a lot, and some never come to see the property, and they just trust us, and, and we do a good job. And we've literally never lost the property in our four years. So, you know, to, you know, an owner has never gone to competition, and we've taken probably all 60 from our competition, which is nice. Wow. Yeah, of course, they got to come from somewhere unless they're brand yep. new. That's great. So obviously, it, it wasn't a hockey stick success story coming from New York, going to Florida and going up because you went in the last 10 years, which included a huge S-curve. So tell me, you know, what would you say the biggest mistake you made in creating these businesses and starting life over in Florida? What's the biggest mistake you've made and what can we learn from it? Sure. Yeah, well, obviously we all make mistakes. And I think right around, let's see, well, I'll give you two. One was just, you know, we made some investments right before the market crash in 08 or 09 that probably weren't smart, but none of them were crippling, which were great. So, you know, we had a couple of $100,000 losses here or there and a couple of properties that I wish, basically I had offers. I'll give you an example. I bought a condo down here on the ocean and I bought it for, I don't know, 385, I believe. And I got offered 540 for it right before the market crash. And I'm like, no, it's going to go to a million. It's going to be great. And I held it. And then the market dropped and I still have it. And I rent it and it's fine. You know, I break even on it, but it's probably only worth 300 right now. You know what I mean? So that that was a mistake I made is getting a little, getting a little greedy when the market was going well, thinking it was going to be worth more than it really was. So I, I would say when you get, you know, a bird in the hand, sometimes, you know, it's better than two in the bush, right? So take it. Um, when you have a good offer, just don't be greedy. And then number two, I wish I started investing in vacation rentals that I own earlier. So I, w- I wish I, I wish I did it a few years back um, instead of waiting till just a few years ago to actually build and keep my own personal 
vacation rental properties for myself. You know, I think that's a common theme and people ask me if I regret one thing and I think that's it too. I think I would, I really wish I had 50 now and you know, I bought my first house at like 23 and I just wish I had just, even if it was just one house, just a simple house, it just bought one, one or two or five or whatever per year and just held on to them. Absolutely, because, you, you know, it's funny, um, one of our Go brothers there, uh, David Osborne, our fearless leader, actually gave good advice when he was speaking at the event we went to in Tahoe. He's like, he even told me, you know, if you keep just flipping stuff and you get, the ca- you get more cash, eventually you're going to go into a bad deal and lose it. So sometimes it's better to hold, especially when you have the passive income coming in, and just hold it. You know what I mean? You know it's a good investment. Keep it. It's going to keep making you money every year instead of trying to find the next best thing all the time because if, at some point you're going to go into a bad one, right? So you kind of reduce that risk if you keep it and hold it. Yeah, yeah. And it's hard to do, especially when you get like us because there's so much bright, shiny things out there and there's so much, oh, yeah, well, you know, real estate, the old ad is one plus one equals two and a quarter and that's brilliant but there's so much stuff out there you're like one plus one equals 25 let me invest in you know this new startup or whatever and that's generally where you get burned but it can also make you really really rich for a little bit of work so it's hard i think it's a at the end of the day it's a balance but uh, a lot of your balance should be in just stuff that you hold and let it be boring you know it's like warren buffett says the best businesses are boring businesses absolutely (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's a great analogy. So uh, tell me about your beach podcast. Yeah, so actually uh, Pete Cook and I, well, let, let me give you the origin of Success Beach. Success Beach was something that my 14-year-old daughter and myself started uh, last year, and it was basically a website where we interviewed successful people. We have seven questions that we call the Subi 7, and um, it's the same questions, and we give it to different successful people around the nation or that we know or athletes, whoever they may be, business people, real estate people, and we see how they answer the questions because what we learned and what I've always learned is I love reading and hearing about other successful people's stories and how their brain works. So we kind of wanted to do that to help the kids in her school. She's in high school. She's in the future business leaders of America, and we started that, and it became a big hit, and then... Pete Cook and I, who are partners in the Linkmasters company, who, who you know from GoBundance, we decided let's use that name. Success Beach is such a cool name, and everybody, everybody liked it and loved the logo and loved the site. Let's do a podcast with that name. So we just, um, we just started recording them. We recorded five. We're going to wait till we have about eight or ten in the queue, and then we're going to release them on iTunes in the next few weeks. Well, that's great. Well, I'll put a link to all of Len's many businesses up on hybendigital.com backslash Len. I don't think I've had any other Lens on the show. Well, listen, this has been extremely insightful. I'm excited that there is a business out there in short term. I've never done short term rentals. I live two blocks from the beach now and I have always wondered, you know, what these things rent for. And I talk about some of the numbers with some of the landlords here and it doesn't seem like... You know, they might buy a place here in Folly Beach for a million bucks and get like 75 grand net on it. And the, those numbers don't seem aggressive enough for me. Certainly your numbers are a lot better. Even with the 25% management fee, which you didn't put in there, it would probably put it at like 500,000. You still get, you still have 15% or something. But very interesting. It's definitely something that I'm going to look into. I'm going to look into your site and stuff like that. And maybe I'll buy a place down there. You got it. Anytime, come down and check it out.
<laughs> Love to have you. All right, Len. Well, again, I'm going to put everything that Len talked about on hybendigital.com backslash Len. And Len, thanks for taking the time out of your busy day today to come on the show. You've been a great guest and uh, look forward to catching up with you in the future. Thank you, Pat. I appreciate you having me and thank you very much for your time. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this session of Real Estate Rockstars. I'm Pat Hyben, and I appreciate you spending time tuning in for some rock solid advice. I encourage you to take action on something that you have connected with. These insights, along with goal setting, will help carry you to achieving your destiny. Visit hybendigital.com for resources, how to's, ebooks, and so much more. Also, reach out to us on Twitter. My handle is at Pat Hyben. And don't forget, Rockstar Nation, keep rocking. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.